Welcome to the No Fame Podcast. Hello. Welcome to... Nope. Hello. Welcome to No Fame. That's better, right? <laughs> We're a Dungeons and Dragons and Tabletop Role-Playing Podcast. Welcome back to Stories from the Shore. My name is Justin Crane, and I am your... Uh, my buttons and... I am your dungeon master. Yeah, sure. Uh, I am joined by some amazing people that I'm very excited to sit down and play some D&D with uh, remotely online, uh, various parts of North America. First and foremost, we have Kai. Uh, Can you please tell the world who listens to this podcast uh, a little bit about yourself and where people can find you and stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Kai. I am Kyle Cosplay on ye old internet. Uh, I mostly play over on Gut Punch RP, and tonight I am portraying uh, Brysa Blue. He drew it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Andy? <laughs> no, it's my turn. <laughs> hi there, I'm Andy. I'm uh, a hero of hearts on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and probably some other places that I've forgotten. Uh, I am the dungeon master of the Christmas Saving Show, and um, tonight I'm playing <laughs> Jort Nineteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jort. <laughs> I figured out the other voice I was trying to do after last time, and I was like, "Oh, this is much better. This is like anno- this is like annoyingly bad, man, but sexy." But here we are. I'm gonna be a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using this one instead. It's okay. We it. know that voices evolve over time. Mm. Yeah, it's true. It's I'll, true. Just, I'll just save the other voice for CSS. We'll be full-blown English by the end of it. Uh, <laughs> Grayson! Speaking of... <laughs> Hello! Hello! <laughs> Why? Oh, this voice is gonna... <laughs> this voice is gonna haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> Hi, I'm Captain Grayson. You can find me on Twitter and you know other social media, mainly Twitter. Um, you could also find me playing Locke over on the Charisma Saving Show, where you get to hear my wonderful rendition of Oliver Twist. <laughs> true, that's true. Amazing, uh, Jess. Hi, I'm Jess, or Dr. Psych Owl. You can find me on the things and stuff as Dr. Psych Owl, except for on Twitter where I'm Dr. Psych Owl TV. I am the founder and one of the DMs over at Gut Punch RP. I am playing... Hang on, let me vocally run into this. <laughs> hey, y'all, I'm play, playing Tammy Fisher-Moore, former reality TV and psychic extraordinaire. You can call me Sweet Tea, Sweet Tea Medium. <laughs> The network television show, Sweet Tea Medium. <laughs> what is network TV? Uh, amazing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my name is Justin. This is what I do. I'm on No Fame. I'm here. I do stuff. We stream sometimes. Hey, you know what? Actually, I'll bring this up. We've been raising money for Planned Parenthood uh, during our morning stream. So stop by and donate. It's good. It's good stuff. Uh, if If nothing else, to do some good with our morning streams... Uh, because everything else is a big joke about Nutcoin. So if you don't know, well, you should tune in and find out. <laughs> uh, 
Amazing. Well, I think with that, friends, we should get into episode three of Stories from the Shore. Previously on Stories from the Shore, Arambor, our reserved shadowy lad, was placing posters of his brother downtown, ran into a local artisan sub shop employee, and was drawn to the old arcade by the sound of police sirens. Risa, our seer of vibes, was going through their morning ritual when they noticed a few things. One of their crystals had broken, and the crack had seemingly uh, and the crack had seemingly gotten worse overnight. And also, a red truck belonged to an odd bearded gentleman hanging out on the beach, still parked nearby, with the old gentleman nowhere in sight. Tammy, our former TV psychic, met up with a duo recording a show uh, recording a show known as Podcast. Selena Snow and Mike were in town to interview TikTok superstar Big Dale 6969, but the hospital wouldn't let anyone in that wasn't a close relative of Dale. And lastly, but not leastly, our eclectic paranormal investigator, Dorthaniel, was called into town to meet up with an Alice Bell looking for leads on her missing sister, Catherine. Jort was told he could stop by Catherine's house to look around and was given Alice's number. Taking in the sights, Jort ran into Sweet Tooth's Confectionery, a local candy shop, where he met the owner Fenris Sweet. Jort had happened to catch an odd trailing tendril trailing off the back of this strange fellow. Dispelling this odd translucent string, Jort purchased some candy and uh, went to get bearings around town. See, uh, the see what was up in this small, quaint community. Brysa was pulled to the arcade for the same reason as Arambor, as the police had made quite a scene while getting there. As the, podca- as the podcast fan was driving by, Tammy told Mike to stop as they needed to know what was going on there. Arambor, trying to distract from the fact that he was hidden in shadows, used his innate abilities to draw the eyes of everyone near the arcade as he decloaked from his gloomed position. Tammy took a few minutes to hone their psychic abilities, finding that this place had a void of feeling like something was missing from this area. Inside, the arcade was absolutely trashed from various teens breaking in, drinking, smoking, setting fires, and destroying the interior. Even the two mascots of the arcade, Beverly Beaver and Maurice Moose, did not go free. Their fur was torn and tattered, revealing framework underneath, and what little fur did remain was covered in various liquids from a variety of beverages. You all moved further into the arcade, accidentally triggering the motion sensor of these animatronics that flanked the door. Tammy felt a surge of energy, as if the void that was missing was becoming temporarily filled before dissipating again. Inside the main arcade floor, you found a small setup, a laptop and a mic, some bottles, snacks, pillows, blankets, and a backpack. 
Selena and Mike began to set up their camera in the corner as Jort was working on powering up the laptop that they found. Risa found a dull but intact crystal within the kids' backpacks. As Arambor was casually looking around, coming across his brother's college ID, tacked to a town notice board against the wall. Temi felt a void of energy quickly enveloping the entire area as a voice boomed through a crackled speaker. Well, ain't you all just the cutest? I hope you do. I hope, I hope you stay. And we all rolled initiative. Dun, dun, dun. I do want to clarify some little things. Uh, so on our foundry map here, we have... Um, Jorthaniel is near the laptop on the floor uh, as he was trying to power it up. Arambor is near the like kind of town notice board where he found his brother's college ID. Uh, Mike and Selena are up in the corner. Uh, it's really Risa and Tammy. Um, where do you think you guys were in kind of this general area? Um, you guys feel 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 good about that? Feel good about where you're at? <laughs> We are going to get into combat, friends. Um, we had, just a recap, Risa rolled 22, yeah. Jort got 21, Arambor got 16, and Tammy got 14. Um, Mike and Selena do have an initiative. They're at 10. Um, and everything else we'll figure out as we go. How does that sound? Uh, we are at the top of initiative round one this arcade is again in absolute shambles uh, everything's kind of torn up and dark and you see this massive animatronic stepping through the doors as Tammy feels this wave of of less magic and more like the thing that was missing from this space is now rushing in all at once well hey there I just want you to stick around friends let's play uh, and Risa, you are up first. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to reach into my pocket and touch the crystal, which I would have taken with me. Is it even less intact now? Uh, ooh, your, your crystal, you mean? Yeah, yeah. the one from my, uh, tr- the, not trailer, the van I live in down by the river. The really fancy <laughs> yep. van. The really fancy van that it's you live in. It's a simple van. Um, <laughs> I feel, I'm sure Risa like tried to make it look worse than it is <laughs> like it's really beaten up yeah, yeah. Um, it for sure is in two pieces now oh that's not the crack is completely broken through well I guess that's that bad energy then and I just sort of like crush the crystal in my hand somehow just through the sheer force of will I guess and throw it up in the air and I'm like quartz protect me Uh, and it swirls around me and it's going to activate my starry form and just kind of cling to me and then I'm just going to be like and also fuck that beaver up and I'm going to use a guiding bolt to hit it in addition to the feature of my thingy. Starry form. Hell yeah. All right. Your starry form. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Incredibly exciting. All right. Um, 
Yeah, let's roll that attack. So I'm going to start with the one for the archer starry form, and it's just going to be like bits of this crystal coming off and shooting straight at it. Uh, and this is just a burn spell attack. I mean, that's a 15 to hit. Ooh, 15 doesn't hit. It just goes to dust real quick. Uh, But then I will try again with my actual action with a guiding bolt. Hell yeah. I think I used that wrong. And that is a 16 to hit. Ooh, 16 also doesn't hit. (laughs) Oh, fuck. And then I just duck behind this uh, foosball table. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) You fire off two of these bolts of... um, what does what does your guiding bolt look like? Uh, using your starry form, uh, what like describe what it kind of all does to to Risa. So I'm like just kind of like glowing as though I like you know went to a rave and got covered in glitter, uh, and the uh, attack from the starry form is just kind of like a coalescence of that, just like shooting out. Uh, but then you know the uh, guiding bolt is more like nature colors like greens and blues and it kind of just looks like the colors of the ocean a little bit Ooh, i really like that hell yeah um it even like hits the door behind beverly beaver and it sounds like a wave crashing across the rocks uh as it dissipates oh well that wasn't very nice we're gonna have to teach you a lesson maybe put you in time out no no thanks is that it for Risa? That will be it. Hey, uh, next up, we've got our boy, Jort. Okay, so is there only the one, or is there a second one somewhere that I can't seem to see? Uh, you might not be able to see. All you can see right now is uh, Beverly Beaver. Okay. Well, it looks like we're in a bit of a sticky situation. And I'm going to pull, like part of my jacket and open it up and there's like like a compartment in there and I pull out like a stick of like dark black gum and I start chewing it really rapidly and just like start like stitching it with my fingers Ooh. and I'm going to use the uh, ability of my cloak of arachne to cast web on uh, I guess where Beverly Beaver is very cool yeah yeah um, but um, I, I'll do one other thing though. I'm gonna use my bonus action to use my what is it? Steps of the night to give myself a flying speed. Whoa, that's rad. Yeah, equal to my. Uh, we're in dim light, right? Yeah, it's very very dark in here. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I mean, cool. You all have dark vision, so it is dim technically. But yeah. Uh, so um, okay, I get a dim light or darkness. I can give myself a flying speed equal to my walking speed for a minute. So I'm going to kind of, how high is the ceiling? <laughs> Probably, I would say a good 20 feet. Okay. Uh, I'll go 20 feet up, 10 feet back, and cast a web. Amazing. Okay. Each creature that starts to turn the web needs to make a deck save. Uh, on a field save, the creature is restra- restrained as long as it's in the webs or if it, or until it breaks free. Amazing. Uh, restraining creature can use this action to make a strength check against my spell save they see their breakout. So DC is 16. 16. And that's on their turn, you said? Uh, No, right now. Oh, right now? Beautiful. I sure hope Beverly Beaver is dexterous because that... <laughs> hmm. 
They're not. They're not real dexterous. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, they're stuck. Cool. Hell yeah. Oh, so they are restrained, you said, yeah. Yeah. I am 20 feet above this foosball table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I guess the last thing is uh, the cloak lets me climb on walls. So when I get up to the ceiling, I'll just flip over and be standing on the ceiling. <laughs> but that's all. That's all you got for me. <laughs> uh, that's so good. No, that's that's a lot. Um, so we've got a 20-foot cube of web um, that just completely covers Beverly Beaver. Oh, well, you shouldn't litter inside the arcade. Is that it for or from George? Yes. Hell yeah. Uh, next up, we have a layer action. What? Layer actions? Um the only don't like that thing I actually this, don't really like that. <laughs> the only thing this is going to the only people this is going to affect is actually just Risa and Tammy. Uh, I need you both to give me a constitution saving throw. If you'd be so kind. Is it the ick on the carpet? <laughs> <laughs> Natural 19 for 24 over here. Holy, holy uh, shit. Uh, Two for a total of seven. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, Tammy does not make it. Risa does make it. Tammy, um, what happens is, Risa, you're kind of like down below, like, you know, trying to uh, getting cover from from this foosball table, mm-hmm. and then the players start twirling at an unnatural speed, and then wind starts like moving around this table. Tammy, you're blown back uh, ten feet. Uh, oops, wrong screen. Who dis? You're blown back 10 feet and you land prone next to Arambor, uh, is what happens with that layer action. Oh, no, uh, Risa, not you. Psychic, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> Risa, you're fine. You succeeded, uh, and nothing else happens around to anybody else. Speaking of Arambor, it's your turn. Uh, all right. He will look down at Tammy and go, are you okay? Um, I, I am. Thank, thank you. Uh, he will then kind of, uh, you see the kind of like shadows around him kind of like come in closer to him. And he kind of grabs it all in his hands. And then little sparks of shadows start to kind of like hop off of it and he's going to cast Witch Bolt on uh, on Beverly Beaver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, an attack roll from you, yeah? Spell attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 17 hits for 17 lightning damage um, which is amazing. He'll just kind of stay there to like make sure Tammy is okay. Sounds good to me. Um you release this shadowy bolt uh, that you were balling up uh, and it arcs out in jagged form and hits Beverly Beaver square in kind of the shoulder because they're kind of looking towards the foosball table. Uh, and you see the sparks break across its body and then electricity starts kind of sparking around it. Well... That wasn't very nice. I don't think I'm in the need for a recharge right now, dearie. Uh, it felt like it did a little less damage than you were expecting, though. 
Okay. Um, it will continue to uh, circle Beverly. So shadows kind of like continue to uh, make it eerier than it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> now gloomed in this like dark electric yeah. static. It's <laughs> covered. <laughs> Beverly Weaver. Tammy, laying on the ground, you see Aram release this kind of shadowy magic um, and hits Beverly Beaver, exploding off. Jorts, your your newfound friend, is flew up into the air, is upside down on the ceiling. Rice is kind of nowhere in your eyesight, but you kind of spotted them beforehand. Uh, but you're laying prone after being blown back from the foosball table. Uh, what are you doing? Well, I have seen a number of things in my days, but this is crazier than my bugs on a griddle. Young man, <laughs> would you mind just like, give me your hand, help me up, and I'll take uh, half of my movement to get myself up off the ground. I mean, it's been a hot minute since I've been to one of these like little pizza places that I don't know if I can name the 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 actual place. We'll, we'll say... <laughs> uh, it's been a minute since I've been to um, Beverly Slice. To, to one of these things. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute since I've been to a, a, a Beverly Slice, but um, I don't think they've been acting like that. That um, so, uh, I will le- call up some magic and uh, some of that purple magic, and I will release a chromatic orb at second level. Very cool. Um, and we will say that that will be uh, let's let's you know all that fun fur on it. We're gonna go fire damage. Yeah, let's do it. I I do have one thing to add that I just noticed for the uh, web spell cast from my jacket. The DC <laughs> is actually thirteen, but it takes up twice as much area. Also, the webs are flammable, so this bad boy's taking extra damage. Oh, very cool, very cool. So it's forty feet, apparently. Son of a bitch! Ooh. What are we looking at? <laughs> Only a thirteen, which I believe misses that oh, seventeen AC. A thirteen does miss. Um, but this you know what? Potentially get advantage because this creature is restrained. Oh, they are restrained. Oh, damn. They are restrained. That's a very good point. Is um, that just melee attack? That's what I'm wondering. Is it melee even... or ranged um, attacks? Um, Actually, you know what I'm going to do? Yes. I am going to swap out my two for the eight that I rolled at the beginning of the day. Ooh. Because I'm a divination wizard and I can foresee the future. And yeah. I could see that I was about to miss as I was uh, throwing that. And so I made a slight adjustment and then it's on mark. So then uh, that would be uh, uh, a dirty. Tr- no, no. Uh, 19 to hit. And yeah, attack rolls against uh, restrained creatures. Any attack roll against a restrained creature has advantage. Yeah. So, Aram, uh, do you want to roll another spell attack, if that's okay, just to see if you crit? Uh, so that was a 19 total. I may not use my 8 if I actually had advantage. Yeah, yeah. Roll again as well. Um, and we'll see what happens there. Okay, how about a natural 20? There we go. 31. Holy shit. There we go. <laughs> And you rolled 29 damage originally? That's... No, that's 
that that's, that's the fair. new with the crit. Yeah, it's three d eight damage, and you upcast it, right? Mm-hmm. As a what? As a level two. As a level two. Yep. So you dealt. Uh, oh yeah, seven seven is fourteen. Is twenty one? Is yeah, twenty nine damage doubled is what you just dealt. Oh shit. <laughs> Which is. Oh no fucking joke. <laughs> Tammy is still like got it, you know. <laughs> the old girl still got it. She's like shuff, like d- dust herself off a little bit and like adjust her uh, her her skirt and her uh, business suit and um, uh, 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 Boar, Is that what it was? Uh, I hope you're okay uh, with this, but I'm gonna take a few steps back and uh, uh, sure. use the rest of her movement to uh, the ball of fire roars out from Tammy, uh, catching the web on fire. Definitely. Um, what does it say? Anything particular, Andy? Uh, if you'd be so kind uh, about okay. fire. Um, let's see. Any five foot cube webs are exposed to fire, burns away in one round, dealing 2d4 fire damage to any creature that starts its turn in fire. Hi, Beverly. Uh, hell yeah. And I think Beverly is technically unrestrained once those burn away. Right. Uh, do you want to roll that damage then? And we'll add that on top. Sure. Um, five points of fire damage. Hey, bring it up to uh, 63 points of fire damage to Beverly Beaver. Uh, well, hey, that's not too, 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 too kind of everyone. Uh, truly so much damage to poor Beverly Beaver, who's done nothing wrong. No, Are no you one sure are... about that? <laughs> okay. Uh, fine. Fine, everyone. Gang up on my poor beaver construct who's just trying to help. Uh, really just got scared of like a construct <laughs> talking to us. It like isn't gonna do anything. <laughs> Creepy robot. Uh, Tammy, as you're kind of slowly walking back into this alleyway, alleyway into this aisle of the arcade, you see coming around the corner, Maurice Moose. No. <laughs> uh, hey there, Buckaroo. Uh, I think you're up to trouble. Uh, not Maurice Moose's turn right now, but you walked back far enough around the corner to spot Maurice Moose. Dun, dun, dun. Um, next up in initiative, that was it from Tammy, yeah? Yes. Beautiful. We've got Selena Snow and Mike. Uh, they're setting up their camera gear. So I'm going to do a public roll of one. That's the wrong keyboard. I'm going to do a microphone. I'm going to do a public roll of um, a luck check, basically, to see if Mike can get everything set up this round. Uh, he needs a 15 to get everything operating to start recording everything that's going on right now. Uh, here we go. Mike setting up the camera, an eight. <laughs> Brutal. Selena's <laughs> like, Mike, we need this set up now. Now, Mike, now. Let's go, Mike. And she's like, has a, a little mirror out. And she's like, <laughs> um, sadly, non, non-operational there. Uh, 
Beverly Beaver, no longer restrained uh, thanks to horrific amounts of fire. The fire is still kind of like burning around on this web uh, and parts of Beverly are horrifically burned. It's like like parts, it's all metal revealed on her skull. So it's a giant eye with like uh, a metallic skull. Her, what's the word? Pigtail, is that right? Pigtail. Her orange pigtail is like on fire uh, on the other side with her fur just like matted and dark and burning. Beverly is going to uh, Aram and Tammy uh, were up to some shenanigans and Beverly can't reach Jorts and Riso's got some cover so Beverly's going to move 10 feet down to Arambor and attempt uh, no you know what they're going to just attack you twice is what they're going to do um, first attack with their multi attack is ooh. <laughs> come on Beverly <laughs> an 8 an 8 probably doesn't hit <laughs> second attack um, thankfully is better I hope a 23 to hit um you see this giant contract walking up I'm gonna have to put you in time out little buckaroo it makes like a giant swipe towards you that you get out of the way for but then you don't expect uh Beverly's leg to come up and kind of just like kick you against the wall I'm I'm gonna have to call your parents um, That's like a. Does she get a vicious mockery for that? <laughs> All right, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, that's all for Beverly's turn. We've got Maurice Moose at the top of initiative, who is going to go 5, 10, 15. No, they can't do that. They're going to move down 10 feet. And they're going to charge straight through you, Tammy. I need you to do a, uh, make a dexterity saving throw for me. Uh, 14 for a total of 18. Uh, amazing. Uh, you know, I forgot to even write down. I'm going to say you succeed with that. Um, total of 18. I, oh, that was short. Total of 18 definitely succeeds. Uh, I think I remember the DC in my head, but it didn't, I didn't write it down for some reason. Great. Uh, Maurice Moose charges past you and you leap up against one of the arcade machines as it's like going off and making noises behind you uh, as Maurice Moose kind of stops in place. Well, hey, I'm just looking to wrestle, bud. Uh, that's it for Maurice Moose. Uh, we're back to Risa, uh, kind of below the, the foosball table still. No more air is uh, being emitted from the foosball table, but you're really not sure what that means. Okay, and I can't see anything that's happening with this moose. Can't, no, uh, can't even. You definitely are passive. You definitely heard it. Without a doubt, you heard stuff happening. That sounds fucked up, I say, as I'm finishing like a little looped video to put on social media <laughs> that just says the vibes are bad, all caps. <laughs> And I'm just like, poke above the table, look up, and be like, oh, don't worry, Arambor. 
the uh, oh god and I just like run over here and again as I'm running like the dust kind of like coalesces around me and shoots around and tries to hit them ooh <gasps> hell yeah oh god damn it that nice can go over there. That was a 14 to hit, so that just ricochets <laughs> off of nothing. Uh, and then I'm up there like, oh, aiming's hard, man. <laughs> and, oh, God, I'm like, I don't even want to shoot anything. The vibes are rough. The vibes are real bad in here. <laughs> I so I was just going to shoot again, and now I'm just like, trauma, not draping. <laughs> and I'm just going to copy pasta and be like, you know what? I believe in me. This time it's going to work. And try guiding both again. And Hell yeah. I have a plus 11 to hit, and it's just Ooh. like, I've been rolling not great. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> I'm going to roll it on this. You guys are level 7. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not even doing it right. Casual. Uh, look, okay, uh, yes. 17 on the dice for uh, 28, 28 to hit. Fuck and yeah, that hits. That will be 15 points of radiant damage. And then they are just kind of glowing. The metal underneath them starts to glow, and the next person has advantage on uh, their. Yeah. Attack rolls, hell yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, so much damage. Uh, and then I kind of it, like pause there and oh shit, I'm going to move a little bit more. Uh, even though it is radiant damage, when you cast your guiding bolt this time, it fully goes through the metal frame of Beverly Beaver. And then you start to see like water pouring out of it and you see part of Beverly Beaver just completely um, uh, deactivate. Uh, not it, not out for the count, but Beverly Beaver's looking real bad, yo. Yeah, bitch. And then I uh, just run back over <laughs> and over here and I'm like, what up? How's that camera setup going? That'll be my turn. Mike's like, mm, he's like, has a donut in his mouth. And Selena's like, Mike, bro, come bro, on, you Mike. Snacks, give me a donut. <laughs> like, Mike's like, I had you a donut. <laughs> uh, and they're from the Bethel house, so you know they're good. Uh, next up in initiative, Jorts. Uh, you saw your webs explode into fire and start slowly burning away as Beverly Beaver was cast in flame as you're upside down on the ceiling looking <laughs> looking up <laughs> at everybody. <laughs> uh, what's Jort doing? Um, I'll see Risa like tear through Beverly and be like, you know what, that's probably a good idea. And I'm also going to cast Cotton Bolt. <laughs> Hell yeah. You have advantage on this. I do. Advantage that's on that guiding bolt. At first level. Uh, I will say um, you probably can't see it on the the map, but um, where you are, uh, because Foundry doesn't do well with heights. Um, yeah, you can see Maurice Moose and Tammy and Arambor below you. If that changes anything, um, let me know. But I absolutely want to kill this. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I just wanted to let you know that uh, you would have line of sight on all okay. of the arcade, actually. I believe, um, hmm, 
I'll shout down to Aaron Board like, hey, you got this or like what? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sweetie, that didn't inspire confidence. I want you to like stand up straight, roll your shoulders back, and then say it again. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> I'll, okay, I will turn to Maurice Moose then, and I will fire my guiding bolt. Hell uh, yeah. So does a 17 hit? 17 does hit. Okay, 14 radiant damage. 14 radiant damage. Amazing. Um, what does your guiding bolts look like? <laughs> I take I take out like, like a retro kind of looking like laser tag gun that's like attached to something in in my jacket and like I load it with something and I just kind of like aim the laser at him and fire and there's a sound effect and then there's like a big blast of like neon like rainbow energy that shoots out and hits Maurice Moose very very rad incredibly rad you see like peering around the corner of one of the arcade machines you see uh what you're familiar with seeing that no one else can see, uh, Mooney peers around, who also is wearing a, a laser tag vest and has a laser tag pistol, like, oh, you almost got me, man, yeah. This place is rad. It sure is something, huh? Maybe uh, when we um, take care of business, we can check it out better. Yeah, let's do uh, that. <laughs> I'll use my bonus action and click my heels together to gain... <laughs> double movement speed with my boots of speed. Hell yeah. I think they're Heelys. The Converse <laughs> are Heelys. And I'll just slide I'll slide across the ceiling. Amazing. Oh, I hate this for Aaron Boar. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maurice Moose taking this very vibrant uh, laser beam. Well, hey. You shouldn't be pointing guns in here only at the machines, Buckaroo. Well, what uh, you gonna do? Confis- confi- <laughs> confiscate my gun? I might have to call the authorities. And uh, is that it for our boy George? That's it for me. George! Um, I might I'm- move 10 feet back just to try and maybe like go with him this way. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Next up is layer actions. Um, I need short to give me a dexterity save, and I need uh, no. This isn't a dex save. Uh, this is just an attack roll. Okay, so do you need a dex save for me or no? Yes, sorry, yes. Okay, Let's and see uh, if I have any weird resistances. Dex saves. Tammy, what is your AC? It is 16. Ooh. You're transfixed on Maurice Moose uh, just charging past you. And out of the corner of your eye, the claw machine arm raises up and jabs through the glass at you, but you manage to get out of the way and not get hit by that. Um, What was that deck save, uh, George? The Furbies are coming for us next. (laughs) Don't say that. (laughs) Oh, God. Where did you... Oh. Unnatural 20. Oh, hell yeah. The the game below you is like this space shooter game, and all of these like little pistols raise up in the air and start like 
firing off across the ceiling next to you, but you catch it in time to to get out of the way uh, as you're kind of hovering around up there. Uh, beautiful. And I think n- nobody else is in range of anything else, <laughs> any other shenanigans <laughs> I have going. Uh, Arambor, it is your turn after seeing you're kind of not flanked, but you're definitely being encroached by both of these really horrible uh, construct monstrosities. Maurice Moose, uh, wait, both of them have advantage, I think, right? For the next attack? I think they both got hit by guiding bolts. Yeah. So no matter who so hits either, anything. Uh, okay. Um, you'll all see kind of Arambor click off his flashlight and the shadows around uh, Beverly begin to kind of form a hand and then you see the hand split into I'm gonna twin spell chill touch on both of them and both of the hands kind of like scrape down their backs Ooh, amazing Okay, first one is a 19 does 10 points of necrotic damage to Beverly amazing and then the second one. Oh boy. Oh. Good thing there's an advantage, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got Gold that advantage. Oh. <laughs> uh, a 14 just misses Maurice Moose. Uh, you're okay. off by one. Um, but Beverly Beaver, uh, Arambor, as you cast Chill Touch. Can I help uh, Arambor with the Chill Touch on Maurice Moose a little bit? Uh, yeah, what are you doing? Uh, so I'm going to see that and be like, Come on, Ambor, you got it. And then it's just like as they're like the hand is like coming down in like just a quarter of an inch away, it just like all this like silver from the rock like goes around and just pushes it. And it Hell will yeah. add to that. Um, uh, no matter what you add is um Yeah, yeah it's is gonna add a D one, it's a D6 yeah. roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh hell yeah. So you hit with both of those. Uh that's gonna be eight for Maurice Moose. Uh Chill Touch. Uh, doesn't seem like it uh, would have done as much damage to Beverly Beaver, but it was enough to take it out. Aaron Bohr, what do you think it looks like when you take out Beverly Beaver? I think the hand just like rips the animatronic, like the shadows just kind of like split in a claw-like manner, uh, the animatronic, and she just kind of like falls forward um and i feel like the shadow would come around and like snuff the braid out. <laughs> <laughs> uh amazing yeah you completely rend uh beverly beaver eight damage to our boy maurice moose beautiful uh beverly is rent on the ground there uh anything else from arambor uh, nope. That is oh, all me. From the other side of the arcade, I shout, Hey, there you go, you got it! With confidence! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tammy, you are next, as you kind of just are reeling from almost getting impaled by, uh, the claw game that's, uh, to your left. What are you doing? Well, you know, I think... I don't like being in um, 
this close to these claws. So I'm just gonna start by maybe moving back 15 feet. Oh, yeah. And then, um, let's say we'll go ahead and, uh, we'll, you know what, we'll do, we'll do a mind sliver, um, at Maurice Moose. Uh, which I believe I have advantage. Uh, oh, that just at the the advantage is gone. Now. Oh no, that's a save. Sorry. Oh, oh, it's save. So I need uh, Maurice to make an intelligence saving throw. Oh, our boy. Oh, that was an ability. That to check. would fail. Uh, that. Oh, that's. An I mean, it would have been one less. It would have been an ace. That's that, that would still definitely <laughs> fail. So it takes uh, seven points of psychic damage, Ooh. and also uh, until the end of my next turn, it will take uh, subtract a d4 from any saving throw. Amazing! Hell yeah! And then I'm gonna move over here to this basketball machine and probably going to regret it the next time there's a layer action, but this is fine. Uh, amazing. It's not the first time there's been balls flying near my face. <laughs> oh, Tammy. Uh, beautiful. Um, yeah, you caused this horrific mind sliver against Maurice Moose and you see it like Twitching and turning now, uh, not even communicating any longer. It's just like shorting out, short circuiting uh, in place. As when you reach out with this mind sliver, dealing this psychic damage, you kind of just like for a moment, everything in the arcade is is gone or is dark. These dark walls are still around you, and there's like this cold, like wind blowing and you see some figures off in the distance and even the sky above you is like this dark dark purple with like these fractures going through it and then as soon as you kind of are like what the fuck just happened you're back in the arcade backing up towards the basketball uh, the basketball hoops uh, that is it for Tammy uh, Selena Snow and Mike are up they're going to once again try to see if Mike can get <laughs> this camera going. Just needs a 15. I ah, just did it! <laughs> the camera is rolling. Selena Snow is in front of it. I'm here at the Knoll Shore Arcade. Long abandoned. Kids have gone missing. These constructs behind us have come to life. I'm Selena gets out of frame and starts like narrating from the sidelines as Mike is like zooming in on Maurice Moose, who's just like twitching and freaking out. Uh, Arambor is like next to this slightly burning, uh, cut up construct. Uh, hey, they succeeded. They're filming, they're doing stuff. Uh, Beverly Beaver's gone forever. This thing doesn't matter. Um, Maurice Moose is up next. Uh, Arambor is right there, so they're going to move over one space. Yeah, they're going to use their multi-attack. Uh, they don't have enough room to charge at you or anything like that. They're going to multi-attack 
The first one is going to be... Um, one of them's going to be a two. Oh, hell yeah. You know, that's great that you did that because it would have got real bad if this had to hit. Uh, Maurice Moose is twitching and reaches up its leg, Aaron Bohr, to just kind of like stomp at you. Um, what does Tammy do in this moment to kind of change change this? Listen here, you ugly little, well, you're not really that little, but you Disney knockoff. You're not even a Disney knockoff. You are the dollar store version of a Disney knockoff contraption. Leave that young man alone. Amazing. Uh, Maurice goes to kind of bring its foot down on Aram. And then it's it just stops in its tracks and its head turns around. We don't play kindly to copyright infringement around these parts, Buckaroo. <laughs> misses with its <laughs> attack. <laughs> uh, its second attack, um, which would have been at advantage if other things had to transpire. Um, second attack against Aram. I'm sure I clicked the wrong button there. I did. Is going to be... A natural one. <laughs> it goes to headbutt you, uh, Aaron Bohr, and you just kind of duck out of the way just in time, and it cracks into the town notice board behind, like, the, the glass and everything, and the glass shatters, and its head comes back up with, like, spikes of glass sticking all in it. This black ichor is, like, pouring out of its mouth and, like, out of its eyes. I think I need to recharge. Uh, that's it for Maurice Moose. Uh, Risa, at the top here, it is your go. Yeah, I'm just like, you know, kind of stuck to the floor and I just like unstick one foot, unstick the other and kind of step like halfway, all the way into frame, but like a little halfway in front of my and go, y- you want to see something really fucking cool? And I just take a huge hit of my vape pen and blow it into the camera so that he's not going to see any of this. <laughs> And then I just, like, turn around and, like, the crystal energy fires off. And that'll be... Son of a... uh, Nope, that will not hit, as usual. Just kind of, like... What'd you get? 14. One off, yeah. (laughs) And then I'll just be like, uh, well, I can't fuck up any worse and just try and guiding bolt again. A natural 20. Oh, holy shit. Yes. All right. Uh, Is that just double on the dice? Is that what we do? Double dice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The the regular thing, the normal thing. Uh, So it'll be 26 points of radiant damage. Right. So what happens when you take out Maurice Moose? <laughs> so after the crystal energy pitters out, I'm just kind of like, uh, concentrate energies around me, come together. And it just like fires off and just goes inside of him, and his arms just kind of fall off his body, and he just kind of crumples to the ground. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, amazing. With that, we are out of initiative, friends. Um, Selena Snow, like her back, like hits up against the, uh, an arcade machine. Tammy. Oh, did you get hit Tammy? Uh, no, I don't think I took any. No, I don't think you did it. Okay. 
so I we did. won't make concent- <laughs> we won't make concentration checks. Um, you that kind of feeling of um, emptiness being filled by this like energies kind of starts dissipating again now, like a like the ocean receding sort of, um, and you kind of are still feeling a bit uh, odd after kind of seeing that when you kind of reached out to Maurice Moose, that kind of uh, psychic vision with Maurice Moose of this dark kind of mirror of the arcade where everything was kind of empty and, and gone. Um, Arambor, you're surrounded by constructs. Yeah, he's just staring at them and he's going to bring his flashlight to his face and flick it on. <laughs> Arambor, as you're like flickering the flashlight, you start to like look around, like kind of clicking it in places and parts of the arcade look different. Uh, the part, like the floor near both Beverly and Maurice is like this, no, no longer this kind of weird 90s space vibe thing, uh, carpet that they have down in the arcade, but it's like this in parts, especially near them, this black slate ground uh, that's almost impossibly black. You you see some entire game machines that were nearby are completely gone. Uh, not all of them. Some of them just look like they've been cut straight down the middle and a portion of it is missing, revealing like half of the innards of an arcade machine. Some of the walls uh, around you also look completely like this charred surface from where you're standing it looks like you haven't seen a surface this dark as long as you can remember it even stands out compared to the shadows uh, in the darkness of the arcade it's somehow darker than the shadows even despite the sick ass shades that you have on right now looking at this blank slate of a wall once adorned with broken lights and strange 90s arcade wall patterns you almost feel like you can see through a portion of it kind of this almost like it's a barrier and not a wall off in the distance you see something moving as you're kind of now squinting at the wall completely cloaked in shadows your view through this strange portion of the arcade feels blurry or like foggy potentially And then this figure that you can kind of make out through this portion of the wall turns and looks in your direction. Its body shifts to match its gaze, and it just begins a dead sprint towards you, getting closer and closer. It leaps and slams into the barrier from the other side and stumbles back, and then leaps and slams into the barrier again and stumbles back, leaving it unbroken, unchanged. Uh, He will fall back if that happens, like away from the wall the shadow. yeah yeah you fall back um and you see on the opposite side it slowly gets up and brings itself to the wall placing a hand on the opposite side and the shadows lighten up just to make out to see some kind of features it looks a lot like your brother and he mouths Arambor. And that's where we're going to end this session of Stories from the Shore. Dun, dun, dun. No! <laughs> <laughs> Tom Poolery. 
shenanigans. <laughs> Uh, so many shenanigans. So many shenanigans. Uh, friends. Literally my face during the whole thing. <laughs> Can't wait to screen or uh, uh, edit that with the, the screen cap of just your face full screen. Uh, <laughs> friends, hey, a little arcade fight, a little battle in the arcade, duking it out with Beverly Beaver and Maurice Moose. Uh, in true form on No Fame, uh, you know, my baddies usually turn into stormtroopers no matter what I do to them. So here we are. <laughs> uh, you guys had some incredible stuff, uh, amazing skills, and some really good roles with a lot of Nat 20s, which is beautiful. We love to see it. Um, yeah, we're going to end the session here. And um, mm, yep, <laughs> outro. Uh, we'll end the session here uh, at this point with Aaron Bohr's family member trapped behind this strange barrier in the arcade very spooky uh hey uh why don't we go around and say where people can find all of you lovely people on the internet uh we'll go in maybe reverse order if i remember uh jess what about you oh hey it's me hi i'm jess jessica dr Owl, uh except on twitter where i'm dr Owl tv uh, you can find me. Um, yeah, I, okay, I missed it by literally a day. Anyway, um, you can find me over on Gut Punch RP, where I uh, DM, play, also am the founder of that channel. Yeah. 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 Uh, amazing. Uh, Grayson. Hello, hi. Uh, you can find me on most social media places that you can find people under Captain Grayson. I also am a bard over on the Charisma Saving Show, so you can go check that out if you want, you know, for chaos and fun times. And yeah. Yeah, all of those things. All of those <laughs> things are appropriate. Uh, Andy. Hi, I'm uh, a hero of hearts on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. I think there's something else. TikTok. I don't really go on there much, um, but I'm a I'm the dungeon master of the Christmas Saving Show, and I also sometimes cosplay. So yeah, you can find me in those places. Um, I believe that's everything. Amazing, and Kai. Hello, I am Kai. I am Kyola Cosplay, various places on the internet, mostly over on Gut Punch RP, playing small vampires and what have you. Uh, yeah, that's it. Hell yeah. Uh, and hey, you can check out No Fame right here where you're probably watching this or listening, maybe if you're on our podcast, because it's going to be there too. Or it is here right now if you're listening. <laughs> The future is weird. slowly turned into Beverly, and I'm not sure why <laughs> she is possessing you. You can check out the No Fame podcast wherever Whoa. good podcasts are found. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, check out Tall Tall Tower, our high fantasy DD 5e tower crawl run by Sinead, who tries to kill us. Uh, the lore lately has been unreal. I've been so stoked and taking all kinds of notes. Uh, because it's so good. Um, you can check that out. That's our ongoing main series. We're putting a pause on Suede Runner uh, because it's it's summer. People are busy. Uh, and so we're going to focus on the thing we should be focusing on, which is our podcast. Uh, so we'll come back with Suede Runner at some point. Uh, other than that, 
I think that's it, friends. Thanks for thanks for hanging out this session, and we'll catch we'll catch y'all later. Okay, bye. 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 See ya. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Stories from the Shore. Please be sure to check out our amazing friends who kindly offer their time and energy for this collaboration. You can catch Gut Punch RP live with weekly streams over on twitch.tv slash gutpunchrp or on their Twitter at gutpunchrp. You can check out Charisma Saving Show with their bi-weekly shows at twitch.tv slash charisma saving show or on their Twitter at CHA Saving Show. You can find all things NoFame at nofame.ca. Follow our social media, come hang out with us, chat about all things nerdy, and get involved with game nights on our Discord. Or you can support our endeavors on our Twitch, Patreon, or Ko-fi. Neat. The best way to support any of the people you see here is to simply tell your friends. That's right, you can cast Power Word Gossip as a free action. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and we will catch you later on. and that's where i copy and paste something um friends uh the law and order (laughs) (laughs) exactly i uh we're gonna get sued we're gonna get copywritten struck the dmc8 what you do we're gonna go deal with law and order. <laughs> yeah. you do the you do the law and order ding dong but the last one is the taco bell like oh so. yeah yeah double down on getting sued <laughs> <That's what> <laughs> not one company but two yeah. <laughs> while we're at it just wait we'll piss off disney yeah you know, may as well right perfect you we're- know what i'm pretty sure disney owns law and order at this point <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Hello, everyone. Uh, Sorry, wait. Uh, no, wait, wait, wait. I, I'm taking down that oh, one oh, first. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, Once. Oh, God, I'm, I'm too warm already. We haven't even started. Um,